Revolution, a podcast where we talk about the infinite possibilities of the future, because it's going to happen whether we like it or not. I'm Claire Adams. I'm Jack Sinclair. I'm Thomas Monaghan. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the future of VR. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? I'm good. That was very well done. Pat on the back to you. Very nice introduction. Smooth. Seamless. Good operator. <laughs> Not that smooth. <laughs> you know this means that next episode you have to do it, Tom. No. Okay, sorted. Will you do? Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> so yeah, VR, or virtual technology to the layman. Well, it's virtual reality. What did I just say? Did I say virtual technology? <laughs> <laughs> you don't... Not only are you trying to wing it, you're doing it badly. <laughs> you can't get the abbreviation right. Well, it's because, obviously, with what we're doing, remember, the listeners can't see what we're doing right now. But obviously, none of us have uh, ever experienced VR before, so we thought to kind of get a hands-on uh, approach to this episode, we've all rented out some VR equipment, and we are all currently wearing our VR equipment and having a bit of a play around, so I'm a bit distracted. So yeah, we're we're currently playing around, seeing what it's like. It's pretty immersive. I'm quite impressed with mine. We've all got we all decided to get different games to try out and see what was going on. Tom's got a very interesting little equipment on his head. It's quite what what's that, Tom? What what's that on your head? So it's just smart VR. Just just VR. Yeah, it's not it's not on. It's not on. <laughs> well, turn on. it on. Have have a mess around. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What what is it you're playing, Tom? FIFA. <laughs> FIFA. <laughs> I thought you had a bit of a Tiger Woods thing going on there. I thought you were doing VR golf. I thought you were yeah. I thought you were doing VR Woods. <laughs> VR Chav. <laughs> VR Chav. <laughs> yeah. Where can you sit? <laughs> Gob on the floor. It's kind of like a one of those mobile app games where you've got to try and get the gob into like a small little target. On the street. Yeah. Like an old woman's face. I, d- I can't see that VR hitting off. Is it a successful game? Is it a good game? What the, what's the graphics like? Uh, it's, it's just like real life. Oh, so it's top of the range. <laughs> yes. So you're playing a top of the range VR simulation right now where you're a chav gobbing on old people's faces. Yep. And why'd you choose that one to test out, Tom? Uh, because it reminds me of my youth. Okay, so you wanted a bit of nostalgia. Did you do that a lot as a child? No, they weren't that old. <laughs> okay. I think we'll move swiftly on. <laughs> well, I'm, I've am i got... Um, I'm obviously, because I'm downstairs, I've got the PlayStation to mess around with. So I'm on uh, the PlayStation VR. Uh, and I'm playing a GTA mod. It's quite an interesting one. It's the OJ GTA VR simulation. So I'm... Currently, at the moment, bombing it down a motorway. Uh, it's it's basically just a driving game, but I'm being pursued by just all the police cars. Uh, obviously, I'm O.J. Simpson uh, in a simulation. I've, uh, this, the only premise to this game does seem to be to get away from the police. There doesn't seem to be any other goal to this game, but it's quite immersive. It's quite nice. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, hold on a second. One, oh shit! One minute. It's, it's prompting me to do. I've got to wind down the window. Oh, shit, hold on. I didn't do it! I, I didn't do it! It was... They're not my gloves! 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. It just it does that occasion. I've got to do stuff like that. I think that's the only kind of immersive part of it. <laughs> but it's quite cool though because all like all I like the fact that I could turn my head. I can use all the, like the wind mirrors and stuff. I can see my hands in front of me. Although it's 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 obviously they can't use O.J. Simpson's likeness. So I am playing the American crime story adaptation. So I am currently Cuba Gooding Jr. I believe. <laughs> But it's it's interesting, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, my VR game is reading. <laughs> reading? Yeah. I'm in like a nice Sherlock Holmes, oldie-worldy study. It's a nice wood-burn, wood-burning fire next to me. It's very snug. And you're just reading a book? Yeah, I'm just reading a crime novel. Oh, okay. So what, is it that you're just kind of sat there with a book in your hand, reading, turning the pages? I'm sat in a, I'm sat in a smoking jacket in a big red armchair. Okay. Can you get up and about, or is it just like a sat down kind of game? No, just a sat down kind of game. Okay. I, I imagine that works with obviously, uh, like obviously with my game, I'm sat down in a car, so it feels like I'm kind of in it. I assume it's kind of the same then. You're sat down in the study and you're actually sat down, so it kind of feels you're immersed in it. Exactly. I don't know about yours, Tom. Are you walking around in your game? Chaps don't walk. So you're like, like sat on a wall? I'm basically sat outside a shop. You're out, sat outside like a co-op? Yeah. Sort of is it a branded game? Do they, are they, is it like a fake uh, shop? I, I don't think I saw product placement throughout. Right. Uh, so it's just kind of like, it's like GTA. They've just like made up stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I think obviously for the so we can concentrate on the podcast, we should probably take all this VR stuff off. We've tested it now; we know what we're talking about. But this is a page turner. Well, you, I'm a, I'm afraid you'll just have to like test it out after the podcast. We can spend the rest of the day VR in it as much as we like. I mean, I'm bombing it down this motorway. I I want to see the end of this game, so I'm going to go back to it once we're done. But I'm wearing silk slippers. Well, that's fantastic, but we'll ha- just pause it and. We'll get this podcast done as soon as possible. Fine. Does that mean I need to stop spitting on old women? I mean, you can do that while you're podcasting, if you'd like. I don't have an old woman. <laughs> well, then you can't do it, I'm afraid. You'll just have to no. hold off for a second. Save it up, I think. <laughs> Save up, yeah. You do that. <laughs> right, so, now we've all taken off our gear and... We know exactly what we're talking about now. Obviously, it's brand new technology at the moment. A lot of it's only just come out on the market within the last year. So we're talking about kind of the start of a new thing. Where do we... Is there any kind of immediate things that jumps to mind of where we think this might go, this technology? That was a question to the two people (laughs) on Skype with me. Well, you both look like you were doing something else. Like, what the fuck was so interesting? I'm, I'm writing oh, uh, down Sorry, stuff. I'm just uh, replying to emails. <laughs> just doing a jigsaw. <laughs> Virtual reality jigsaws. Uh, Tom, I told you to take that off. <laughs> that would be something I definitely would play. Uh, we are, why? Because I love jigsaws. I have the jigsaw app on my phone. I love it. It's so chill. But why would you, why would you need to be in virtual reality for that? Well, you save on the mess, though. You don't have to, like, pretty much, like, take up a table or... I feel like it's a waste of the technology. You don't have to break it up at the end either. You can save it so you can make, like, a gallery of jigsaws. But then you kill the jigsaw market. No one's going to be buying real jigsaws anymore. The only people that play it anyway are are old people. Uh, 
Whoa, 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 whoa. I love jigsaws. I'm not old. I'm Claire. Are you going to come and spit on me now? <laughs> He's just looking for an old lady to spit on. Yeah, and now Claire fits the bill because she does jigsaws. So, yeah, the future of VR. Any ideas? Well, I like the idea of um, VR real life, like second life. I suppose I'm only saying that because I'm kind of into playing Sims at the moment, so I'm into that whole second life setup. Yeah, I can see people using uh, virtual reality for a kind of a second life kind of experience. But what kind of stuff do you think they'd be doing? I suppose it'd be like careers that they they'd want, but they don't necessarily have now. Yeah, I think that they'll probably use VR to train pretty much most skilled careers. Because most like uh, medical doctors always have to wait for like cadavers to do actual surgeries on uh, to practice. But if you had VR. Obviously, the graphics are going to get better. It'll get more immersive. I think that that will be something which most professions will use to train people entering whatever it is they're doing. So surgery, stuff like that, uh, like forensics, really skilled work. It'd be so good for education, a more hands-on, mm. straight-away attitude where you're not necessarily putting anybody in danger. You can just literally get stuck in and it's not going to affect anyone. Yeah, you could do anatomy without killing frogs. Yeah. I also like... With the Second Life idea, I don't know if you've seen this before, but there's uh, a company where they're making, like, it's a it's a big electronic jug filled with some water, and you can, like, select, like, some lemonade uh, online, and if you want to know, say, there's, like, it's, there's this uh, restaurant, and they have a selection of drinks, and you want to know what their drinks are like, the idea is that you'll select, like, the lemonade, and this electronic jug electrifies the water so much that it has a flavour and it has the flavour of the drink and it also changes the colour of it so it looks like you're drinking that drink and so you can pre-test drinks so you could kind of combine that kind of technology I think with VR and you could have virtual clubs and pubs and things like that so you can meet up with friends and you can literally have drinks in this club order the drink, drink it what, so you never have to leave the house? Yeah, because let's face it, that's probably what's going to happen, isn't it? People are going to end up being so immersed into this virtual reality world, they'll never live the real one, because they're probably cooler, they'll look better, because if you can make your own avatar, it's going to be what you want it to be. Furries will love this. They'll get to live out their fantasies. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think most people will immerse themselves into VR, that that becomes the main life now. Well, that's so bad though, because that means that people are just gonna yeah. become really unhealthy, unattractive. They're just gonna let themselves go. Everyone's just gonna be a couch potato. Yeah, but if you're living a great life, what's the matter? But the thing is, you won't be living a great life because you'll still have, for example, if you're a fat lad ass that's just playing Second Life and VR all the time, you're just becoming, you know, just gonna be a big fat blob that's never doing any exercise, probably eating terrible food. And you're never getting any fresh air. Well, you're going to have, like, you know, usual thing of, like, heart conditions and stuff like that. So you're still going to have to go into hospital and stuff and have to deal with sort of real life sort of issues. You just have to hope that the people who are fixing your heart problems have been training on VR technology. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing is, though, if that person, I mean, would that person care? Because, uh, all right, so they log off, they look at themselves, they go, God, I'm a mess. Fuck it, I'm going to go back in. I'm going to, I don't know if you've played Second Life, you can fly, you can turn yourself into animals, you can do literally anything. So it kind of makes up for not being able to have a normal life, because you you can do stuff that you can't do in real life. 
it'd be better than real life. But it won't be because it's not actually you doing it. I mean, I, I get it. I, I understand yeah. why you'd want to play a game because if you, you could do things that you've not necessarily done in this life, but you're not actually experiencing it yourself for real. So you're not really creating memories. But let's imagine down the road, the technology is going to get better. So imagine it's going to get more submersive. So you'll be feeling things like it's not just visual that so you you feel it it's very matrixy kind of style the right. graphics are flawless like they look realistic because you know that's where it's going to head and also in the virtual world you can do more so you're living an amazing life whether or not it's physically happening to your body or not you're still experiencing it as if it was real so what's the difference you still got to look after the the real version of you though because obviously if you if you if you think the second life world is amazing, you're gonna to want to prolong your real life so you can play it more. Well, that's a choice you have to make. Yeah, it's like, do you go for short and sweet, or do you go for long and happy? Exactly. I think it would actually probably help the environment, depending on how all this virtual reality is powered. Uh, but you get, I, I think you'd probably get less people having kids. Population would probably drop because everyone's too preoccupied with the digital world. You know, why would you want a kid in the real world? When you can have a kid in VR. Exactly, a kid which you can mute. <laughs> Perfect dream. <laughs> you can over here now, on the, in the real world. It's called a pillow, Jack. <laughs> it's called wrapping it up. In a bag full of kittens. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and if... rocks. <laughs> I'm now of two minds of whether or not this can be in the podcast. Infanticide, is that oh! something that's allowed? Uh... It's a joke! (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we've started to kind of touch upon the downsides of VR. The possible downsides. Is there anything else you think could be problematic in the future if this becomes a lot more mainstream? I think, obviously, this... I think, personally, VR is going to be the next way that we experience the internet. I think websites and web pages will actually be now buildings and offices in a virtual world with infinite doorways kind of thing, you know, to each page. For example, like, when you have a problem, say, with Apple or any other sort of, like, company, does that mean you could actually walk into their offices, complain to their staff in person? Uh, or are you, are you just part of a big gold queue? What, like, live chat? Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> I love the idea of virtual queuing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've been here four days now. <laughs> the battery's about dead. I haven't had a crap for four days because I'm not giving up my place in this queue for anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, um, does anyone think that there's going to be any other problems and issues with something like that? Well, another thing is you're still going to have to have people, well, for example, need energy to be produced to power these things. So, you're still going to have to have people doing normal jobs to basically keep the keep everything ticking over at least. But you're still going to need people producing food. Well, do you think it'd uh, be like... I don't know if you ever watched The Surrogates or Surrogate. I don't know because I didn't actually watch it myself. The Bruce Willis film. <laughs> Are you really the best person to talk about it then? I, I know the premise and therefore I know I can make this com- this comment confidently. Um, in Surrogate, it's basically like VR, except you're whoever you are wearing like a VR headset, but you're controlling robot versions of yourself. So, like, better looking or just completely different to you. I think that could be a way that they get people to do normal jobs, is they don't have to go actually to these places. They have a robot version that they virtual reality see through their virtual reality headset and control, and they could do the jobs there. So, literally, no one ever has to leave their house, because their robots can go out and do everything. 
move their headsets and control it. And then at the end of the day of their hard working day, they just switch over to the VR setting and they can fly around, I don't know, as a dog in Second Life. Well, you'll have to have your tea first. Well, you could, through your robot, feed yourself. But you're... Right. So you've, you've turned <laughs> your... You, you, one, you had a robot to do your job. And now you've got mm-hmm. that robot to basically feed you like a baby, whilst you what you've got a headset on. Yeah, it would be you feeding yourself. So what's the real life you doing? Sat there being fed by you through a robot. It's not much <laughs> of a life, is it, really? No. Yeah, but then you get to do what you want in VR. It's no different than what we do now. You, we go out, we do a shitty job. Most of us do jobs that we're not. We don't care. We do it because we need money to feed ourselves. Those then are those we that come have back, jobs. We then feed. I have a job. <laughs> Podcasting is not a full-time job. Hey, this is an official iTunes podcast. This is now my job. <laughs> but no, we, we, we go out, we do jobs we don't want to do. We then buy the food anyway, bring it home, cook it, feed ourselves, no biggie. And then we probably watch a movie or read a book or play a video game and immerse ourselves in a fantasy land. I don't see a difference. I know, but you're still lacking that sort of... Human touch. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know how good VR is. You could probably get a lot of human touch over VR. Do you, do you use your robot for another reason? Then? Do you basically say, right, say if you have a, a girlfriend in Second Life or whatever, you basically say, right, you take over my robot, or you bring your robot round, and <laughs> we'll watch our robots do it in a front room. <laughs> Ignoring the robots, because really that's a sidestep from the point, I suppose. It always comes to the robots. <laughs> in VR, I imagine if we've got this really immersive new future technology where it's almost no different than to us now, you know, once you put the headset on, you're in this world. We know that there will be some brothely type places that one can visit and do some pretty freaky shit. And working. And working. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... You can have a, you can have a job, Jack. <laughs> No, but that's not... It's virtual, so it can't be illegal. I imagine the VR world, though, there would be, like, policing. Uh, and another thing, obviously, like, for example, with, you know, like, in Japan nowadays type of thing, when a character within a sort of game or something gets killed, or gets something stolen from them, they can still get, like, sued and prosecuted. And still online theft now through games, so still crime. Ah, I don't know where I'm going with it, but... <laughs> Well, it's all right. We've entered the conversation. This is literally, this was actually probably one of the only questions I have thought of for the second half infinite question round. But what crimes do we reckon there will be in VR? What what will be the VR crime? The character murder? Do you think you could kill avatars? Yeah. Why would they allow that? They allow a lot of things. <laughs> so you'd make a VR world, but you can still have your avatar destroyed by someone else's avatar. I guess people would try and hack other people's avatars, like yeah. assume their identities. Yeah, that's a plausible real crime. But do you think anything that would be illegal like in real life, do you think that would be illegal in virtual life? It wouldn't make sense for things that are illegal in this life to be illegal in VR life because it's not actual real beings. But you can guarantee that if may if more people if more people are playing it and it becomes another way of life then there probably will become laws or policing to it oh, but another thing is obviously as technology progresses and it's a bit more involved where it could maybe stimulate 
senses a bit more, then when your character has something bad done to it, do you feel it as well? Like, like for example, I don't know, someone hits you, you get a bit of electric shock or something like that? Or I think you could probably adjust that in settings. You know, because some people are into that, so they want the pain. <laughs> okay. So it's just in the settings. Go into the settings. You can Virtual reality is right. 50 shades of grey. Yeah. What, popping up a love egg? Ooh, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got really blue in the first episode, and I really want to avoid it in this one, but it doesn't seem like we can. But it's fun to be blue. Yeah. It just feels very low common denominator sometimes. Oh, oh am I in VR? Because I felt that. <laughs> that was a low blow. I think if we're, we're edging towards it, so I'm going to cut it at the head. Do you want to go to the sponsor zone? Yeah. Tom, are you ready to go to sponsor zone? No. No, <laughs> no you can't. <laughs> cool. Well, I've, for this episode, obviously, we're going to be doing it in VR. So if we can all put our headsets back on, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll head into the sponsor zone. Hey everyone, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 2. It genuinely means a lot that you came back. Uh, firstly, I just want to say, if this sounds a bit different, it's purely because I am recording this a few hours before the episode goes out. Uh, the one that we did on the day, it went on for far too long. It was unnecessary. So, you know, Poe body's nerfed. Also, I do want to just apologise for the audio quality of this episode, uh, particularly with Tom's mic. That is purely an environmental issue. We are going to try our best with future episodes and resolve that matter. Um, But on with the sponsors. Our first sponsor for this episode is the Geek Pub Quiz. A pub quiz for geeks written by a geeky couple. Uh, They've been hosting for five years uh, and now have three monthly quizzes. A book quiz at Waterstones in Harrogate. A movie quiz at the Everyman in Harrogate, and obviously the Geek Pub Quiz at Major Tom's Social in Harrogate. Uh, they've been doing it for a while, and they guarantee you a good night. Steve and Helen, the hosts, are fantastic. They come up with some great questions, and if you're not particularly a geeky person, or you're not into books majorly, or films for whichever quiz you go to, it really doesn't matter. Uh, they really are great at having something for everyone so if you're a major geek they got questions for you if you don't know your stuff you can still contribute uh it's three pound for entry on all the quizzes uh the next one's the thursday 25th of may that's the movie quiz at the everyman in harrogate if you want more information uh check them out on facebook and twitter uh with the name at geek pub quiz find them follow them uh it's guaranteed good fun uh, our second sponsor is Ian McDougall Art, who we talked about in the first episode. We're not going to embarrass him this much this time, because it's just me, and frankly, that would be weird. Uh, he, again, he has his Etsy store. You can find him on Facebook and Twitter, at Ian McDougall Art. Check him out, get some commissions from him. He's fantastic, honestly, worth every penny. Uh... I think that's about it. I think I covered everything in a decent amount of time. Claire, if you're listening, this is how it's done. Uh, back to the show. 
answer to a jingle that isn't there. Uh, I think you'll find the jingle is there, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, in your head at the minute. <laughs> well, no, it, we faded out when you were talking. This is now the second half of the show. You see, I'm in control of this podcast. I would also just like to say <laughs> that we should have had um, the Geek Pub Quiz Twitter on there, because I said, if you've got any ideas, send it to them. And I didn't have anything to follow up that up with. We're not... We'd, well, it's, it's it's too late. We we've taken the VR headsets off. We're not in the in the sponsor zone anymore. We can't do it. I'm afraid we can't mention it anymore. <laughs> so that's that's your fault. You didn't mention it in the in, in the sponsor zone. It doesn't. It, it can't be said now. It's gone. I heard forever. a swearsy then as well. I can swear. This is my podcast. No, 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 no. It wasn't from you. It's from him. Oh, the <laughs> other one. Who's him? Him has a name. The other one. <laughs> No, it's that. I still have a name. Thomas Jeffrey Monaghan. Better, better. Mister Mister. You're not Mister. I am a Mister. Dare <laughs> <laughs> you question my gender? To be fair, you've been very modern in not assuming gender. So well done. I was going to say, yeah, I wasn't assuming your gender at all. We're all millennials here. We're all forward thinking. I was, if anything, I was judging your class. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Someone from Weatherby judging my class. Jesus. If there's two people here who can't dig at each other about class... No, you're more common. No, you're more common. <laughs> I bet you didn't even have, like, a bedtime or anything. You know, I bet you, I bet you didn't, didn't even eat that many fish fingers. I was more of a crispy pancake kind of girl. Oh, you snob. <laughs> exactly. I have more class. I had potato waffles and beans. So did I. I had smiley faces. I had them. Ugh. We're not the same. Jack, what did you have? Caviar? Caviar and salmon? Uh, I don't know. I had normal food. <laughs> no, you did uh, I did. Goat uh, yeah. or something. <laughs> My parents came from Leeds, though. Like, I may have grown up in Harrogate. Well, Leeds is very good. <laughs> Class-wise, it's not Harrogate, is it? Not first, though, is it? Or Weatherby. Or Weatherby, yeah. Do you remember when we used to do a podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those were good times. I liked them. Sorry, I didn't have my VR headset on. No, we've taken them off. We've taken the headsets off. Keep up. I mean, where am I? Is this the real world? What is this? What is this thing called, lab? <laughs> Welcome to the second half of the episode. Obviously, during the second half, I'll be talking about... Join us. One of us. One of us. One of us. Obviously, this is a podcast uh, looking at the future. But do you think VR will be used to look at the past? No. Fantastic, moving on. (laughs) Do you think there'd ever be any kind of outcry? Do you think there'd be a push against VR? Who do you think would really not want VR to be a thing? The Conservatives. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I don't get that. (laughs) Make that relevant, go on. If they can't privatise it, they don't care. You think it's going to be nationalised VR? (laughs) (laughs) The National Virtual Reality Service. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. Are we disturbing your drinking there? Your beverage time? I mean, you were aware I could edit that out, right? Like That didn't have to be in. This now has to be in the podcast because you've just referenced it. (laughs) Do you think that VR will become something which is so immersive it would be kind of be a Black Mirror type thing where you've just got like a, a little chip in your head and that's now everyone's phone, everyone's clock. Uh, because you want to ch- talk to someone, boom, you can virtual reality into a room and talk to them face to face. You know, like FaceTime. Like we're doing 
right now. I don't like the idea of it being in my head. I, that I don't. I don't like that. But again, we're becoming so augmented with our own technology. Phones are now just another extension of ourselves. It only makes sense to just make it part of us. I suppose I don't like the idea of it being your world is social media because it really will become quite damaging to people's representation of themselves and their image. Like you would feel like you have to be a certain person, you have to be a certain way, you have to look a certain way, you have to act a certain way. And I I don't like that. I think it takes away your freedom to be expressive, to be yourself. But with virtual reality, it counteracts that. Like, I think that it, people could be more expressive of themselves with virtual reality. And so being more immersed in social media and the internet wouldn't be so negative because you can be much more who you are inside. No, I like that. But I'm just thinking if you said your phone basically being connected in your head and it's more linked to social media, I don't like that. Like what happened in Black Mirror, I just didn't like that at all. Do you think... That they will, it will be all be ruined though by trolls. Yes. Do you think trolls will be still around? Yeah, definitely. People literally make a life out of being a troll, so it's obviously going to be present in VR. Do you think that VR is just going to get overrun by anime frogs? <laughs> I don't know if you've been on Twitter, but that was quite a current joke. If there's anyone on Twitter with a Pepe the Frog in their bio, or an anime avatar, there's a really good chance that they're just wankers. I'm keeping that in. That's that's a fact. <laughs> Twitter is a, just a bonfire of those people. It's awful. I can, I can see them ruining VR. People just want to mess shit up. Yeah. You get it in real life, you're going to get it in VR. What companies do you think would really uh, monopolise on this? Who do you think could really do well with VR? Apple. Apple? What, what? Sony. Apple. Do you know what all Apple will do? Is they'll create a VR Apple store, which is just like a normal Apple store, which is just nothing but a single iPad in the centre of a room. But the thing is, all it, they love sort of pretty much taking over a marketplace. That's their thing. <laughs> hmm. I think, they've done it with tablets, they've done it with phones, they've done it with computers. Well, I think you get things like, you know how McDonald's obviously do Happy Meals or they do that Monopoly prizes thing. I think you'll get yeah. fast food places doing buy a double cheeseburger thing and you'll get a code to enter some cool virtual reality world that they've created. I think you'll get a lot of companies kind of offering virtual reality experience of things. Things that obviously only that they could do. So like McDonald's could do, I don't know, like a virtual reality world uh, where you can just enter the room and it's every single Happy Meal toy that's ever existed. You get to play with it all in this virtual reality world. I mean, that sounds kind of appealing to me. I don't know about you guys, but something like that. Is there anything you think companies could do similar to that? <laughs> well, you can make it a little bit sinister and hide Ronald McDonald under all the toys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not really a toy. A McDonald's horror experience, virtuality horror experience, yeah. that sounds kind of appealing. What Again, what, what are your classes? Happy, you know, horrific things might make someone happy. So, a cannibal. Their what? Happy Meal's a bit different from uh, everyone else's. It's probably a few fingers and a liver. Wait, what? In... <laughs> no, no. I'm to say that. <laughs> McDonald's is going to offer a virtual reality cannibal experience. <laughs> That's exactly what he was saying. <laughs> well, no, my point is that happy, it, what one person's happy is not necessarily another person's happy. It's a subjective word, yes. 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. Just, <laughs> you know, if everyone thought the same thing was happy, the contents of a happy meal, everyone would just get in a happy meal every time they go to McDonald's. Yeah. They'll get a burgers and all the other shit, they'll just get one thing. Okay. You can call this out, by the way. <laughs> it is nonsense. I imagine that at Halloween, like horror movies or the horror franchise would do really well. Just going to bring this up, yes. I do think that it will reinvigorate the horror franchise because there hasn't been a decent horror movie in years, not counting Get Out. That's a flawless film. But yeah, I I think that actually being able to either experience the horror movie, so you're the star or, you know, like horror movie games, that would be fantastic. Yeah, like being in a a slasher movie or like an alien movie that would definitely revive the halloween period also probably help with um overpopulation people are dying of heart attacks with that one there's no way that's not going to have a fatality rate yeah well that could be the selling point this game killed <laughs> so amount of people the deadliest film in, in vr <laughs> that yeah that would probably challenge people there's thrill seekers out there who want to you know get a brush with death Shit, why not man. Literally being chased by death in VR. Well, that's it. Imagine, like, It Follows. Oh. But, but it's VR. It'd be creepy as fuck, that. That would be great. That would work as well. Live action. So, like, you have to travel as far as you can, but you can't ever pause or turn off the game. So when you go back into the real world, you've got to be aware that that thing's tracking you in VR. When you think, shit, it's going to be close, you've got to put on the VR thing and then keep moving. Yeah. And then there could be times where you literally just put it on and there's someone there. Yeah. Oh, do you mean like in an augmented reality thing? So it's like you're where you are now, like in the real world, but it is... <laughs> yeah, you put on the headset... Oh, you see a lot of people just running around fields just trying to yeah. <laughs> run away from someone in a game. <laughs> well, that'll be like the next exercise regime. You know how people t- have podcasts where they are being chased by zombies? You have the VR experience mm. where you're being chased by... It from It Follows. I would play that. Oh, I want that so badly now. I'm so annoyed that I can't play that. What do you think won't translate well into VR? FIFA. FIFA, FIFA would be almost impossible unless you played as one character throughout the and entire match. <laughs> yeah. Because I assume, uh, I assume you've got to sort of walk on the spot at least, or no, mm. no, in like VR. I assume you've got to sort of move. You simulate roughly walking on the spot to move somewhere. Well, I've seen kind of the answer to that which is this half kind of dish that you stand in and it turns with your foot so you're kind of like hanging in a harness but so you're still walking but it moves with you like a treadmill but in a like omnidirectional treadmill does the harness double up for any other games <laughs> <laughs> i imagine it has multiple purposes hanging okay. in a harness <laughs> no we're not going blue no i'll just ask it do do we think that the porn industry will monopolise the most on this. Obviously. I do think it will become the most used thing. Except maybe like a proper Pokemon Go. (laughs) I think Pokemon Go could not pawn off the top spot for VR. Or merge. (laughs) (laughs) So sort of halfway through you're going to catch something. (laughs) That isn't sexually transmitted. I, I can't describe to you how much I don't want that future. I do not want my Pokemon mixing with my form. <laughs> Just in the corner, it's like, oh, there's a Jigglypuff over there. Oh, I'm just going to throw a ball at it. <laughs> do you think the fashion industry will be used at all in this? The fashion the industry? Do you think the fashion, oh, fashion. industry will yes. use VR at all? 
I hope so. That'd be great. Because like on on some like shopping sites now, you've got an option to choose as seen on me. So you can basically put a picture of yourself on and then you can sort of see what the clothes look like on you. But it'd be nowhere as good as if you had VR where you could literally put the clothes on, you see what the clothes look physically look like on you so it looks realistic. That'd be amazing. And would you look in like a mirror to see the clothes? Yeah, like but it'd be like you're stood, so you put the clothes on or you could like click it to put the clothes on and then you can look in the mirror and see what it looks like on you. So you can tell if you look like a lard arse in it. You've still got your VR thing on, so does that show up in the mirror as well? No, I don't. Well, no, I can't. No? No, well, because what that. happens if you wanted to test out, like, glasses or, like, a nice yeah. hat? I don't wear hats or glasses. You do wear hats. You wear a baseball yeah, cap. Yeah, you. <laughs> not a hat, that's a cap. It's something you put on your head. It's a hat. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it falls into the hat category. <laughs> <laughs> do you think yeah. Google Earth will use VR? And if so... You're not finished talking not... about fashion. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> catwalks. I think catwalk shows would be amazing. Like getting to sit on the front row of an Alexander McQueen catwalk show. That would be my dream. I'd never leave. He's got any coming out, has he? He has plenty of collections still coming out. He has people that he does, oh. he's done collaborations oh. with. Well, it's designers that work on his behalf. So it's not really his work. He could have Don't had the loads dream. of different collections. Exactly. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> He would have had loads of different collections and ideas that he would have done pre-death. Do we think that Google Earth would get a kind of VR Google Earth so you could just like walk the world, walk the streets, get a proper view? Yeah, you could drop yourself into any street and you just sort of, oh right, that's where that shop is. Or, yeah. Well, you can do that now anyway. But, um... <laughs> but it'd probably be more helpful if you could do it from a first-person perspective, as in you're actually on the street. Yeah. It would be great for travel agents. Hmm. So basically, before you book a holiday, you get the opportunity to pre-visit this place, see what it looks like before you book it. Try before you buy. Yeah, because we all know that when you go on travel sites and you look at pictures, when you actually get there, it never looks anything yeah. like the pictures. They're all obviously professionally done. Yeah. So it'd be very beneficial. Cars would be a good one. Yes. Yeah. Test drive. Yeah. I mean, virtuality would be fantastic for anyone who's kind of housebound. Anyone with a medical condition mm. or uh, maybe uh, you know a particular issue where they can't leave the house, they could go anywhere. They could go to gigs, probably, like virtual reality gigs. That'd be quite magic for them, I suppose. Exactly. I think there's a shining light to this virtual reality world that everyone would be obsessed with. You know, it'd be helping a lot of people out before the trolls came in and ruined it for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So are we, are we thinking this is a possible future, kind of an expansive virtual reality uh, a much more immersive one where we probably will end up living more of our lives online and in this virtual format than we do in our real lives do you think this is gonna be the new main reality yes but i don't like it so you're resigned to it yes i would agree with tom i don't necessarily like it but i i probably think that it is the way that the world is going see this is one of the few times where i do like it and i do think it will probably happen but because i like it I do think there'll be a catch. There'll be something which ruins it. And I think it's the trolls. I think the only thing that will ruin this perfect idea is us being on it. Because we can never keep nice things. <laughs> True that. So that concludes our second episode of Knights of Infinite Resignation. Tune in in two weeks' time for our third episode. I've been resigned to being Claire Adams. I've been resigned to being Jackson Clare. And I've been resigned to being Thomas Monaghan. Bye-bye! 
See you, bye. bye. See you, bye.